welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Christy, I lied. At the end of our last episode, I said that this would be an exciting episode of Married at First Sight. And I just said that without thinking because typically, typically it is. But when I thought about the episode again, I was like, you know what? I don't think much actually happened. I don't think it was actually that exciting. So unfortunately, here we are. And uh, we'll do the best we can, right? Yeah, I do think this is probably the most boring of the season so far. I, I would agree with you even though we are only three weeks from decision day at the yeah, start of this. Yeah, surprisingly, Shaq and Kirsten were the most interesting of wow. the episode. Wow, surprisingly? Come on, they they got something going on, right? I mean, they're... they're yeah. They're, <laughs> they're trying to work their way back. Well, we open with them... At a house showing. Since I'd forgotten Kirsten was a real estate agent. So she's showing him a house that she's selling. Yeah, I mean, she's got to show him, demonstrate her amazing realtor skills. Apparently, we learn later it's $2.9 million. Oh, super affordable. Totally. Mm-hmm. Did you like what you saw of the house? I mean, yeah, I'd better for two point nine million. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes, uh, sometimes there's more money than sense. I mean, it looked like a fancy, expensive house, fully decorated. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she's uh, if she's actually moving houses like that, she's probably doing pretty well for herself. Which makes what happens next <sighs> even more puzzling. Ah, yeah, because she wants a house. Bought by Shaq. Like, now. (laughs) I mean, she'll she'll be on the deed, but no no financial input. There was was so much emphasis on on the fact that it would be him buying the house, not, not them. It's like, yeah. You got to buy me a house, which it just it felt very awkward to me because he he did not seem to really know how to react to this. Yeah, especially since he's still trying to pay for his degree, he said. Right. I mean, he's I mean, he's probably not poor, poor, but like she probably makes more than him. Oh, I, I would imagine so by a pretty decent margin because i don't i don't think even even as a a director level he probably still isn't making that much from the university and then of course you have all the student loan payments which i guess maybe for for uh i don't know i would imagine he's not actually paying towards that right now just because I don't think that, I don't think you actually pay while you're doing it. Like as long as you keep 
doing schooling. You can defer. <laughs> you can defer paying yeah. for it. So I don't know if like now that he because I didn't he actually finish his master's at the beginning of this. Like yeah, maybe that maybe he, maybe he right. started to pay now, or he's just started a PhD so they can defer it further. Um. Yeah this this was I think awkward to me because it seemed like the sort of thing that someone would be talking about as a joke like what she was saying but she was serious but she was also seeming really serious and then you kind of combine that with the fact from the beginning of the season where she told him very specifically she wasn't a huge fan of his humor and like the fact that you know you got to be serious a lot of the time all that stuff so i think it leaves him in a weird place because it doesn't seem like it's actually a joke well she kind of backtracked on that later but well at at this point it's a hundred percent you must buy me a house if you want this marriage to continue i mean wasn't her backtracking though just Oh, yeah, I was just kind of kidding around with him, but... I mean, deep down, she still probably wants it. It just seems like she has a really traditional, like, viewpoint on husband and wife finances. Yeah, which uh, I think ultimately goes back to her parents, right? Yes, because that's how her parents did it. Uh But, like, when you get married, it doesn't transfer over like that. Right, you have you have to be able to have the flexibility to walk your own path, as far as all that stuff is concerned, because like, I I feel like all of us know our parents, and I'm I can speak for everyone here. Our parents are not perfect. None of our parents are perfect. Uh, if your parents are perfect, I'd be good for you. But I think you are like the only person in the entire universe that that's the case and so even if you have good parents there's always things that can be improved or decisions that maybe weren't ideal uh all that stuff and even if something was ideal for your parents it's not necessarily going to be ideal for you because of financial differences personality differences i mean you could just go on and on and on and so especially since She's so attached to this, but also her parents ended up divorced, right? Pretty sure. Yeah, that sounds right. So like maybe don't get so so caught up and attached to what your parents did specifically because at least from a marriage perspective, it doesn't seem like it ultimately worked out. So That's true. Perhaps you got to especially if Kirsten's over here pulling in like 400 grand a year like uh, uh Stasha Stasha you know like maybe maybe he's got to be a stay-at-home husband you know like you got to you got to maybe flex with your actual circumstances so i i think that she was partially joking but not fully joking and then he took it very seriously 
Yeah, kind of a wild thing to say on camera, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's let's move to Jasmine. I mean, kind of more of the scene we've seen in other episodes. Basically, her attraction is dying. Yeah, which is which is sad, especially because uh, one, she's very invested in this process, and also just what she was saying about how <laughs> cute is all she needed. <laughs> like they could build on that and and everything, and it's like, well, the attraction is fading. Because he's being a poopy pants. That's essentially. Yeah, I mean, they're going downhill. There's really no other way to put it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this episode really as, as uh, potentially not as exciting as it could have been. This is the revisit your roots episode go find oh like your childhood home yes go 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 find the soccer fields where you played as a youth or you know uh, in the case of mitch uh get get go ahead and visit the baseball field uh if you're long-suffering wife and learn how she dealt with all of her things uh, from her childhood so it's, it's also the episode with the note to your younger self right which i hate so much every year yeah i i'm i'm not a huge <laughs> fan of that either uh where do we go first um we see nicole and chris um, at an Italian market, I guess, ordering coffee. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was uh, essentially a deli market that reminded her of home. Yeah, in New, New York. York. So we learned that her parents didn't set many ground rules while she was in high school. So she cut school a lot, stayed out late, lied to her parents. Did you catch that she said something about... Uh, that she was born needing attention. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a pretty hilarious way to put it. I, I just, my biggest takeaway was the fact that Chris directly said in an interview that he didn't think he'd marry the person she used to be. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's brought that up before. Like, I don't want the Nicole of the past. <laughs> I, I mean... It's understandable, but it's also hilarious how awful that sounds. Yeah, it's all it almost sounds like a threat when he says it. It's like you better not you better not regress or I'm out of here. Yeah. That was that was pretty funny to me. <laughs> so Clinton Gina are chatting he talks about like as a nine-year-old he had size nine feet that is wild some people some people are just they just uh start out real early <laughs> yeah did he say like he got bullied for that 
like uh, in connection with like soccer. I think so. Yeah, I mean, he was the kid with the big floppy feet. <laughs> that must have looked so odd on a nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. Well, look, at least he didn't have size like twenty-six feet because I have I have seen uh, not in person, thankfully, but I've seen on the internet young younger kids who's like, yeah, this this kid is 13 and has size 30 feet and their their mother is asking for support to get custom shoes designed oh like that sort of thing wow um but yeah all of that stuff i guess ignited his passion and his drive to succeed in life so i guess it was it was worth it We see Jasmine and Iris at a car shop. I don't remember what the connection was to either of them with the car shop, but wasn't it? A, it was a card shop, wasn't it? Not a car shop. Oh, maybe I just typed it wrong. <laughs> it's so far away from the episode. Christy doesn't even remember nope. it anymore. I'm pretty sure I it might was have a, also it was been. A, it was a card shop. I also might have been feverish when I watched this, so. <laughs> Yes, Christy isn't quite better yet. Yeah, I, like there's this was just like a, a more of Eris talking about how he kind of wants to run away. Yeah, with all his past relationships. Uh-huh. That's real comforting to Jasmine, I'm sure. Uh, I feel for her. Yeah, she has nothing to say. And like, what is there to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not a whole lot. Just I just keep waiting for the inevitable. Sl- the it, it just the split is coming. Oh, it has to be. I've even like watching her on after party. The just the the body language is not giving that they're together to me. Uh, well, that's not surprising in the slightest. So Kirsten and Shaquille are at her childhood home. And this is where you mentioned earlier her parents split when she was eight. Mm -hmm. And so Shaq doesn't want to be forced to provide. He just wants to do it like on his own volition. Yeah, which which makes sense. Like he has a trajectory he's been on and there is some amount of adjustment that is going to have to happen because of being married and being married at first sight. But yeah, the expectation, I think that's probably his biggest problem with all this is, is the level of expectation. Like it's a very high level of expectation, but it's also very specific level of expectation. I think that stresses him out. Yeah. It's also very demanding. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna buy me a house, okay? Deal with it. <laughs> Which is not the most helpful thing. And then also just um, I don't know. She's claimed that she isn't actually hesitant to introduce him to her dad, but it seems like he's getting that vibe that she is hesitant. Yeah, she talked about that on After Party. 
But I guess Shaquille at this point has not told her that he's bothered that he hasn't met her dad. So she's kind of in the dark. So kind of miscommunication again with them. Yeah, I think it's it's another situation where Shaq is maybe a little conflict averse or like he he just he like tries to go with the flow maybe and all this stuff and I think it ends up causing problems because he needed to tell her for example that yeah. like that bothered him that he hasn't met her dad because even if she's making an effort like she talked about on after party uh it is it, gonna have to be really clear i think for it to get across to him but she can't really necessarily make it more clear knowing that uh you know, knowing because she doesn't, she doesn't know. So she can't make it more clear while not knowing. So she needs to know so she can actually make it clear. <laughs> Hopefully that, that was <laughs> like lost my train of thought there briefly, but yes. Don't talk to each other. Come on. I know. How on. hard is it? Come on, people. Talk, talk to each other. We saw uh, a quick little detour with Clinton, Gina, she visited or both of them visited her hair school. I mean, that's not really a pivot, though. That's just more of returning to your roots, <laughs> as we, uh, we, Pastor Cal talked about. Yeah. We did learn that she was initially in broadcasting, which I would not have expected. Hmm. I don't know. I was like, yeah, I could see, I could see Gina being in, in broadcasting. But yeah, this that was... Uh, the sort of that school that hair school is where her life changed forever it was her her pivot point which i guess uh reminded clint of his own big pivot because i guess he was trying to be a pilot and then he ended up in tech so I mean these these two uh these two they it's it's so hilariously sad to me because as they go on further and further into the season it seems like there are more and more instances of common ground that they have and things that would really potentially make them be a good strong couple but they may still be stuck in the friend zone after the traumatic honeymoon and so all of this stuff is likely just for nothing but it's like every episode is like oh here's another thing where man this is like this yeah, is crazy how are. similar we are here and how much like i mean even uh, just the fact that as much as he complained initially, like he's much more understanding and, and patient of how much time and like the importance that the salon has to her. But like it's probably too late. I I think Gina specifically is coasting to the end. I think Clint would be willing to like 
give it a go if she were more interested in him. But the fact that they're still in separate bedrooms, I, I just, I don't see it progressing like it should. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time seeing that in their future. It's just, it I mean, seems it really, like such a bummer. Because... It could have worked. <laughs> I mean, they're already in the same building. Like, it, there were enough similarities, but they yeah. they really sunk themselves early. Mm-hmm. Yep. So oh, this is where everyone starts their letter to the younger self. Hmm. I, I mean, I don't have a ton to say about the Chris and Nicole one. I have almost nothing to say. She's worried about heartbreak. He wants to not let, or he doesn't want people to walk over him, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I guess Chris's mom made bad men choices. Yeah. Had a bad boyfriend. Which Nicole relates to, I guess. Yeah, because of her past. And then... <laughs> uh just the 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 unfurling of Nicole's letter. <laughs> oh, so long. <laughs> it just reminded me of of like it's just like some medieval scroll where it's just like <laughs> where I, I, there's this has got to be like a movie trope where they pull out a scroll and like they unfurl it and it just like goes unrolling down the hall. It just this almost endless thing. That's how, that's what it felt like. It was very Yeah, loud. I don't even think we heard all of it. Oh, it no. Was we, like, no, it was like several pages. Yeah. Full, full size letter letter pages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, similar for Jasmine and Eris. Well, except uh, in contrast, Eris's note was on a tiny little notepad. <laughs> that was really funny to see the, see the differences. <laughs> like... I'm not surprised his was short. Pages upon pages, and then cut to Eris. Tiny little notepad. Hey, he completed the assignment. He did, and I mean, I don't think he did a, a terrible job. At no. It. A lot of times they're just rehashing a lot of the same stuff we've heard them say before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of like, it's going to be hard, but trust me, it works out. Yeah. All that, all that stuff. What did you think of Jasmine here? Um, she kept it light, she said. Uh, yeah, specifically, I'm not trying to get emotional, so I kept it light. I mean, at this point, she's no longer invested, so no, not much point in really going deep, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, this, oh, man. This season has kind of been a disaster. It has. In like a different way, though, than other seasons. Yeah. Because it's, it's like in a more boring way because nobody, there's there's less fireworks. Like we don't, we're not seeing like explosive arguments like Mark and Lindsay from a few seasons back. Like it's just kind of on a low level. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had, uh, we haven't had anyone, you know, go into a public restroom with a producer and talk about their curse them out. Uh, yeah, yeah, talk about their their husband's tiny penis. No, we haven't. <laughs> it's been very below the surface here. Yeah, it's been pretty much just like 
we don't know how to relate to each other and I and we are giving up. That's mm-hmm. kind of been then the theme of this season, which is is more boring for us, unfortunately. We see Kirsten and Shaq meeting with I think his godmother and mm-hmm. his sister who traveled from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So Kirsten learns how Shaquille is the one who holds the family together. Yeah, I hope this was illuminating to her in in terms yeah. of actually being able to understand him a bit more because I feel like she doesn't really understand how he operates very much, which is understandable because I don't think he really shares how he operates a lot of the time. Uh, but even how this relates to him being kind of upset that he hadn't met her dad and just the fact that like family is so important to him. I don't know. I just, I was so, I was hoping that this prompts them to kind of turn a, a leaf a little bit, but this we'll see. We'll, we'll see. So Chris and Nicole visit his dad's painting business. And we learn his dad was, I guess, not the best dad. It was kind of a perfectionist. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if this was actually, I don't think this was actually his dad's business. I think this was just a stand-in. Oh, just a random paint store? I think I think so, just to kind of give uh, sort of a, a similar vibe, I guess, because I also wasn't sure if it was a, because I thought he described it as a painting business, so I wasn't sure if it was like a, oh, not like an a actual... Sherwin Williams type thing, or if it was oh, like I a, see, yeah. a painting contractor or something like that. I wasn't sure, but you you skipped over the lasagna. You know, oh, with Clinton, Gina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they're a little party with some of the stylists. Yeah, it looked fun. They liked. I guess she cooked it, and he had to like do the whole taste test. Yes, uh, their their marriage hinges on the lasagna, <laughs> which uh, I don't know. Sometimes. I don't think joking like that is particularly helpful, but also I think their marriage is dead anyway. Yeah. So, it's uh, like if that's, I don't know. if the lasagna is like the make or break, that's pretty well, bad. It's, it was just a joke, but uh, Clint is proud of Gina. Proud enough to actually live like married people. I don't know, but he is proud of her. And the business she's built and how much of a go getter she is, et cetera. Uh, so yeah, back to the painting business or paint business. Uh, why, why I suspected it was more of like a general contractor type thing was because Chris was talking about how the family worked for him. And I don't know if that would have been as easy to do if it was like an actual story like brick and mortar store versus just like oh you're helping me paint this person's house sort of deal Mm. um but ultimately i don't know what i do know is that chris did not like it no because his dad was like a perfectionist and it's like never good enough i guess 
but mm-hmm. it sounds like they've mended things even like through this process yeah though he was talking about how he had to learn stuff like man stuff life stuff from other sources and not his dad because of the difficulties in that relationship i guess so that was a bit of a bummer as well Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah there was a fun little excursion at nashville airsoft i guess i think was the name of the place with shaquille and kirsten jasmine and Eris. with like i i guess nerf bows it seemed like yeah something like that i don't know it was hard to tell i mean maybe i guess maybe maybe they were just airsoft bows i don't know if that i don't know i it was hard for me to tell what they were what kind of projectiles they were actually shooting they looked very soft though not like oh. paintball or anything oh, like yeah. that absolutely they're they're not gonna i did paintball laugh though at the whole hide and seek part of it because like there's cameras everywhere so all you have to do is find a camera person and the person's gonna be right there wow <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe maybe they just set up uh set up high def cameras around the facility and that weren't manned i don't know Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about tell me about your observation from this do you remember your observation about the swap oh um, yeah I thought Shaquille and Jasmine should have been matched based on that <laughs> conversation alone <laughs> wow just just that conversation I mean the ease of conversation just seemed so much better but yeah i mean maybe there's not quite so much pressure if it's not your uh your your own bride that you married at first sight perhaps yeah, especially when she kills like yeah you're beautiful inside and out well you he's like, like i'm not like i'm happy with my wife but like you know you're like trying to be like yeah i'm not flirting with you yeah, not trying like, to come on to you. Yeah, because I get she was talking more about Eris, of course, mm-hmm. and his difficulties being at all attracted to her. Yeah, just trying to reassure her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how happy Kirsten would have been with that swap. I don't think it would have worked in that direction. <laughs> I mean, Eris would have been pleased, but oh, because she's curvier. Yes. <laughs> theoretically but maybe maybe that would have been what it like enough to take him out of like oh yeah i can really i can give this an honest try she has a big enough yeah i don't know if kirsten dresses fly enough for eris or if her sex life is too boring for him but there's there's a lot of obstacles for eris yeah i mean let's be real though like would anybody measure up to that like and maybe i'm just in the wrong circles but i don't think i know anybody who like goes to orgies regularly you know <laughs> like i don't know what's the deal with Eris. just such unrealistic expectations for this process i think ultimately a lot of that comes down to 
he's had a lot of hurt, a lot of tough things in life, especially when he was young in terms of like the people who died around him and, and all of those different things that my, my theory is that he's used a lot of these different things like the just going crazy on the sex side of things with all the orgies and stuff just all the situationships and running from relationships to like be a coping mechanism or a, a salve for that pain that he feels that's that, just that kind makes of sense that's just kind of my my theory on that but could be wrong. I don't know. It's uh, it's real tough to have any sort of optimism for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, just think about this, though. What you potentially could have happen is all these couples flame out on decision day and then after the divorce, <laughs> Jasmine and Shaq get together. Yeah, everybody just swaps. And it's like, sorry, experts, you just you, you didn't know what was going on. Yeah, you you had the right idea, but you just put us in the wrong slots. Yeah, I just we wow. we see Nicole and Chris painting and doing a bunch of accents. So yeah, yeah. Nicole was. Very into this fake mustache. I mean, whatever, whatever floats. <laughs> I, I wasn't entirely sure what to make of that. They're just having fun as a couple, yeah. is what I chalked it up to. Nothing, nothing to see there. Yeah, they like to uh, have have some silliness in their lives, which is, uh, I th I think, a positive. Yeah. Will they be able to avoid uh, fatal overthinking, though? Hmm. A little less optimistic about that. So Ayers pulls out a letter that his dad wrote to his mom that he reads, I guess, like, during hard times. And I think Jasmine, like, really appreciated hearing that and seeing that from him. Yeah, I mean, that... that was probably for all his because I just I just think back to the conversation he had with her mom talking about how he, he was like oh like I'm getting real deep I'm doing this stuff and like I just get nothing and he's like like if you ask me my favorite color uh like I would say I think you did he say blue because like kindergarten was a really happy time in my life and so I, blue makes me think of that and like it makes me happy and it's my favorite color and then like she say pink and that's it as much as he'd like say that i don't know how like actually vulnerable he's gotten throughout this process 99 percent of the time so this was a step forward in that capacity uh just something that uh, he said later he had never shared with uh, with like a partner before 
she was the the first one uh and so yeah she she did like that is it enough to staunch the bleeding it's too little too late in my opinion but oh wow at least he's tried you've just been a storm cloud this entire season (laughs) just oh they're not gonna make it oh they're not gonna make it just left and right complete and utter cynicism the problem is these people sunk their ships early on I feel like a lot of times these couples start out strong and then fade as the season goes on. But we had like season ending things happen in the honeymoon. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, we had one of those last season with the Ben and Morgan situation. Yeah. I mean, just think how strong Alexis and Justin were in the honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how strong they actually were and how much was just bravado, but uh anyway, I guess let's let's talk about Shaq and his uh level of expectations. First off though, he did mention that he liked talking to Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they had a nice conversation, okay? But yes, um, she doesn't think buying the house is a high expectation. That's a monumental purchase. Yeah, especially the current time we live in. Just like, because this was still filmed this year, right? Last year. When last year? Um, I think July ish okay. when the weddings happened well i would say my point still stands where we had a a massive leap just generally in terms of home prices pretty much across the board throughout the united states in addition to a massive increase and i don't know what they what the averages were in july but at this point, interest rates are double what they were, you know, in in 2019 sort of time frame. So not only are houses way more expensive, rates are also way, way more, which makes it way more expensive in that axis as well. And so to just be like, yeah, this is no big deal. It's like good luck finding a house that you're not paying twenty five hundred bucks a month or three thousand a month or whatever in your in your mortgage alone. Yeah, and she starts talking about how oh it works in other marriages, and he says, "Do you want to be married to them?" <laughs> kind of throwing it back in her face. Well, yeah, because I think she had also, in addition to her parents, I think she also brought up like some people she knew as well. Yeah. Which that like, like everybody's marriage is different. Like you can't compare like that. And you you know what they say? Comparison is the thief of joy. Okay? Yep. You can't you can't be doing that. And like, then uh, just uh, Gersten's like doesn't want to talk about it. And she's also like eating during this. And Shaquille has to tell her to chew first before you talk. 
And she's like, well, I'm covering my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what a great conclusion. What a happy yeah. time. And so Shaquille's like, if you don't get what you want, it's a failure. Now I hear you were just joking, and now it's a wee thing. Oh, we can buy a house. So Kirsten thinks he's overreacting. She says, don't put that pressure on yourself, but I feel like she put that oh, oh, pressure absolutely. on him. And she has, in some degree or another, from the beginning. I mean, just the fact that like during the honeymoon, she's like, no, <laughs> please, don't be saying your funny things, all right? <laughs> like, yeah. I just don't like that. <laughs> Um, yeah well maybe we'll have a swap after all i guess i guess time will tell i guess we'll see uh, especially since i guess it, it must have been from the reunion just that clip we keep seeing of mac dming gina i think that's gonna be part of what happens the episodes right after the reunion mm -hmm. the whole where are they now sort of thing yeah i i share that assessment was there anything else from the after party that's worth mentioning um the only other thing was that um kirsten they'd think it was a little heartbreaking to hear shaquille talking to <laughs> jasmine the, the way he was since you know she's still married to him at this point allegedly yeah, I mean, they can't re reveal <laughs> anything, but yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, it would be tough, but also like maybe have those conversations yourself. What a novel idea. So, <sighs> well, Christy, this has been such a fun episode. No. It was boring as far as this season has been concerned, or even Married at First Sight in general, I would say. But we are going to come back strong next week with a ton of drama. I'm just calling it now. Yeah, I think there's a group hangout coming, which always helps. Oh, there's always extra drama that comes out of the group settings. Well, you had sex yet? <laughs> anybody? Anybody getting busy? Anybody blowing backs out? Wow. Uh, never ceases to disappoint never uh so yeah that's that's really it a short episode for married at first sight this week probably a longer episode next week an episode hopefully where christy has a voice let's hope wouldn't that be nice 